Get your popcorn ready for the College Baseball Insider Show with Matt Grissom and Quentin Mills, giving you all the insights and analysis you need for the weekend slate that college baseball has to offer. are your hosts ready to dive into the top matchups what is up college baseball fans i'm your host matt grissom joined by the other host of this show quentin mills what's up quentin what's up man had a great week seven i'm looking forward to a week eight uh continue moving forward I joke and I say that I went 18 and seven in week seven. I'm going to go seven and 18 in week eight, but uh, we're going to hold faith. We're going to have another winning week for our fans. So let's, uh, I'm excited. We got a good card. Yeah, you're rocking that Florida Gators hat. They've got a, a really good series this weekend against Tennessee. You want to start off with that one? Uh, yeah. Uh, so that's going to be a tough one, right? I think both teams. So Tennessee kind of found out what they are last year, uh, last week against LSU, they were able to salvage the uh, the series, at least on a, a decent note with the, the Sunday win there. Um, incredible games, all three of them, I thought. They're a good team, right? I'm not going to say they're not. I've, I've never really downplayed them this year to the point of where I think they're a bad team. I think they're regressing from, quote-unquote, the perfect season last year, uh, you know, up until uh, the Super Regionals when they lost to Notre Dame. Um, but it's going to be Florida's first huge test uh, Florida's on the road. Now they do, they do pretty well on the road. Most of their losses actually do come at home. Uh, but we talked last week, we thought Florida was going to sweep and it, it didn't happen. And quite frankly, they kind of struggled. Uh, Brandon Sprode only threw like one and the third innings got rocked against Auburn. Uh, and then Cags, Caglione, he, he struggled. He threw three and two thirds, um, kind of lost things in the, in the fourth inning there. Uh, but they were able to, to, we were, you know, they were down five and we're texting each other like, what's going on? This team's going to make us look stupid. And they, they rallied back. So that was a big win for them uh, to not quit. But I think there's going to be a little bounce back. I think Sprout's not going to have that bad of a start back to back weeks. I think he's just too good of a player. I mean, he's a preseason All-American. I think he's going to do pretty well. And like I told you off the air, I think Dollander is very hittable against a lineup like Florida. LSU was obliterating the ball against him. Now, a lot of them were outs, but they were hitting piss rods uh, for outs, which means they were barreling it up. They were seeing it fine. And I told you that last week. I think Dollander is downgraded from last year uh, to a degree, and I think he's playing another comparable offense in Florida, if not maybe a little bit better than LSU. Um, you look at they've got two guys on the uh, the Golden Spikes midseason list, Caglione and, and Rivera. Rivera is probably playing one of the best uh, games of baseball in college baseball right now. Uh, then you got Wyatt Langford kind of getting back to 100% with his injury. Um, you know, you got Colby Halter, you got Ty Evans starting to square it up. Uh, Robertson, the freshman, uh, retro freshman center fielder, has been on base every game they played. Like, they're a tough lineup. Um, so I think from a betting standpoint, I mean, I'm going to take the Gators because it's my team and I refuse to uh, to bet any volunteer uh, lines. But I think it's going to be a tough one. I do think that there is going to be some overs because I, I think Sprout will get hit a little bit by Tennessee as well as Waldrop and Cags. Uh, but I also think Florida is going to have pretty good success hitting everybody um, that Tennessee throws. So it'll be interesting, but I'm going to go with the Gators. 
I'm I'm going with Tennessee here, and I'm actually oppo with you on the – I think game one could be an underplay. Obviously, we don't have the lines out yet, but we do have the Thursday start lines. Uh, Florida is getting plus 115. Tennessee is minus 145. They're hosting in Knoxville this series. And we're going to have a heavier Thursday slate because of Easter weekend, travel day, you know, letting the players go home, I bet. But uh, I think eight out of the nine series that we're going to – we're going to touch on in this show are all beginning on Thursday with one exception we'll touch on later. But yeah, like you said, Florida had us all scared. It's similar to my Razorbacks. They dropped that first game, which is so uncommon for them, but then they bounced back and that's, you know, that's what we, we had to have. And uh, we made a little bit of money on parlaying them both, I think Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. That was our auto bet. Yeah. So I'm uh, going back to the well, I'm going back to the well game one and we'll see if I can uh, keep keep changing it up yeah I, I agree with you Dolander is definitely hittable uh, Chase Burns is probably gonna uh, that's gonna be another tough game I you know the roadmap obviously for Florida to win it is, is to take game one I would imagine and I think that's doable with Dolander he's not the the Chase Dolander of last year. I think y'all could beat Drew Beam as well on Saturday with Caglione going. I think Saturday or Friday is that, you know, the midweek or the mid-series game. I think that's the the crucial one right there. If you can pick that up, I think I think y'all y'all definitely win the series. But uh we'll we'll see what it is at the time the line comes out. But right now I would have to lean laying it with Tennessee minus one forty five on Thursday. Real quick before we move on to that, I just want to point out this is Florida top five team as a dog. I don't think you're going to see that often across college baseball um, with, with the exception of SEC games, you are going to be forced to take maybe a top 10 team as a dog. So it's going to be very interesting from a betting standpoint throughout the SEC as, as a whole, because you're going to have Vandy, Florida, Vandy, Tennessee, you know, uh, Arkansas is going to be playing a top 10 matchup. So that is one thing to watch is you are going to have to have, somebody be a dog on a betting platform. And, and unfortunately right now it's just the Gators at plus 115, which is still great value uh, if you're on that side. But but 145 uh, for Tennessee is good value too. So you are going to deal with that. That That's just something to kind of take uh, note of in the SEC as we get into the deep conference play. So so going back to the chronological order of of how our, our series predictions go, let's, let's touch on number nine, Boston College, going to Louisville to take on the number 18 ranked Cardinals. Does anything here? I know we've backed Chris Flynn to a fault on on his uh, second game start, and I, I don't see any reason to change that until he loses his money. But I think you like Boston College on Thursday as well. I do. I watched the game uh, against Georgia Tech in their first game Friday afternoon, and I thought Leak looked pretty solid. I mean, they lost a five four game. It was kind of sloppy from the offensive side. Uh, for Boston College, but then they just, you know, they, they had a 3-1 performance Saturday and they just turned it on for 24 runs Sunday. I think that momentum kind of carries on. That program is living huge right now. They're getting D1 baseball all fired up about being a Northern uh, team that could potentially host. I mean, they're nine in the country, right? When was the last time Boston College was this good at baseball? Uh, it hasn't been in my lifetime, to my knowledge. So it's huge for the program. It's huge for Northeast baseball in general. And they're kind of playing a struggling Louisville team right now. Louisville's dropped from a top 10 team to 18th in the country. They lost their series last week. 
against NC State, uh, which we said was kind of going to be tough. And then they also just lost their matchup uh, midweek. So they're a team. Obviously, they're coming home, uh, which is going to help, right? It's it's easier to kind of bounce out of a losing streak uh, at home versus away. But when, when you're bringing in a top 10 team in the country to try to do that against, which in my opinion, have two good starters, I think the plus 145 with Boston College is worth the lay uh, because of how well Leak is pitching as a recent and then kind of how low right now Louisville is playing. Louisville, I wouldn't be surprised if they win the game. You know, they're, they're, they're obviously favored for a reason they probably should win, but I do think it is a weird line uh, for, for Leak. Uh, so I, to me, it's worth laying the, laying the, uh, the, the plus 145. And, and if you win, it's a bonus. If not, you kind of tip your hat to Louisville. Yeah, and you can always get it back, back in Chris Flynn the next oh, day. Yeah. That's kind of my theory. You know, it, it's so much of it is connected to to the series price in general of, you know, how we bet these things. And I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to take Boston College plus 145 on Thursday. And, you know, Friday is going to be an auto bet for Boston College as well. Uh, and then Louisville, I think, definitely wins Saturday with Carson Liggett going. So always check the the starting pitchers. They're, the teams are typically good about tweeting it out several hours before the game starts. But from our projections and the, the, the little graphics that I post on the series previews, they should be similar to what they were last week as far as the starting rotation. So as long as the teams don't get crazy, start switching it up, they should be pretty accurate. Uh, moving on, let's talk about the number one team in the country because I don't feel like people talk about them enough. You've got the LSU Tigers traveling to Columbia to take on the South Carolina Rake Cox, who again get another top 25 win by beating North Carolina last night. And we were on the game, Cox, or at least I was. Uh, that was kind of a no-brainer bet for me. Always take the SEC team over a, a non-conference if you're getting less than 125, which they were. Uh, so hats off to the Gamecocks for picking up that little midweek win. But I told you before the show, South Carolina is going to be tricky for LSU. I I think South Carolina definitely takes one. I would not be surprised at all if this is the first series that LSU loses, though. What do you think about this? LSU in game one is laying 175 with Paul Skeens on the mound. South Carolina plus 140. I think we're probably in agreement. You can't yeah. not back Paul Skeens, but especially if you're getting Paul Skeens under 200. I think like there's a couple pitchers, right? I think Chris Flynn's auto bet. I think Rhett Lauder's auto bet, and then uh, this this little transfer out of Air Force, Paul Skeens is an auto bet. Uh, if people don't realize who he is, you're crazy. Uh, he could easily go number one in the draft um, when he decides to enter, and nobody would question it without a doubt. Um, I mean, the guy's got less than a one ERA. He threw an absolute gem against Tennessee, one of the best teams in the country. You know, props to South Carolina. They're they're kind of back. Sometimes I, I think Ray Tanner's back in the dugout, as I mentioned before. I just – I think it's too hard to go against Paul Skeens. I think you roll him until he loses. I know Will Sanders is a solid pitcher, but he's kind of had his woes this year. Um, and I think this is a bad matchup to maybe put him back as your your Friday or your Thursday starter in this case, your game one starter in this case against Paul Skeens. Like this, the pressure there is just so hard. Uh, I think you bring him back maybe on a game two or a game three, let him get his confidence back before you bring him game one. 
That's just my opinion. Uh, obviously, South Carolina's coaches know what they're doing. They're number six in the country for a reason. Uh, but I'm not I'm not going against schemes. But I do agree with you. I do think they pick up a win. Um, I don't think Thatcher Hurd is going to actually pitch on Saturday. I was kind of reading that it seems like they're going to go um, in another direction right now, maybe to see if he can just kind of clear his mind because he got rocked against Tennessee, stood no chance, um, maybe give him another midweek start to kind of get through those woes. I mean, people got to remember he's a young kid. He's kind of uh, coming into his own now. He'll be fine next year. He's going to be elite. Uh, but I don't believe he's going to pitch. So that'll be something to watch for um, as we kind of go through the series. But I, if I had to pick right now without seeing lines, if you just if I had to pick a game um, where South Carolina would steal it, it would be probably game three. I think Ty Floyd's also extremely hard to hit. Um, so I think it's going to go LSU, LSU, and then potentially South Carolina as a series. So, yeah, I'm I'm trying to figure out how how to best bet this. I do think South Carolina gets a win, but I'm not sure if it's they're they're changing up their lineup quite a bit right now. They did let Will Sanders rest last weekend. I guess that was more of a mental rest than anything. Yeah so that he can refocus because, like you said, he he had been erratic. But then they've announced that Will Sanders will start Thursday. Jack Mahoney, which is your typical game three starter, he's going to start game two, and then they've left game three Saturday up in the air. So the preview card's a little different. I'm assuming it's Noah Hall, unless Noah Hall has to come in and fill in for Will Sanders in that first game, which we've seen Arkansas do that now with uh, Hagen Smith as they're – you know, they just need a better guy to go to in the middle relief position. And due to injury or guys just not clicking right now, it, you know, these are the times of the uh, – these are the games of the year that they're really trying to win and and figure out what, what their projected starting role is going to be moving forward. So, I think LSU doing the same thing with Thatcher Hurd. They're just t- trying to find that rhythm. Uh, that nobody can seem to find except for Wake Forest, who yeah. just has three no-brain, no-brainer starters all weekend. Uh, let's jump down and, and talk about the Arkansas Razorbacks. They travel to Oxford to take on the defending world champs, the Ole Miss Rebels. And this is one that, you know, right as we started the show, we saw that the lines were posted on DraftKings. And Arkansas and Ole Miss are both minus 115. So the odds makers are saying, hey, this is – this is about as fair of a, a pick 'em matchup as you can get. And I think there's value on the hogs and and don't let me be a homer with this pick, but Hunter Holland going against uh, Jack Darty, who just hasn't been that solid this year. He's got a five, seven, nine ERA compared to Hunter Holland's 3.5. I mean, talk me off the ledge. If you can, is, is Arkansas a no brainer bet here? I think so, especially at minus 115. If you look at Ole Miss's last three series at Bandy, hosting Florida and then at AM, they've lost their last three game ones. I don't think that's a coincidence. Like you said, Jack Doherty's kind of struggling. They're missing their number one, right? Hunter Elliott's the guy. We all know that. Uh, they should get him back uh, by conference tournaments, but I don't I don't necessarily know if it's going to be a little too late for this team. They're one and eight in SEC. Now, they did start like this last year, but they don't have Tim Elko, right? Tim Elko was more than just a player. He was a leader. He was a godsend for that team, frankly, and, and he pretty much willed that team uh, to a national title. And I think that was 
what we talked about is kind of like perfect team baseball, almost like the Notre Dame run where everything just went their way. I don't think it goes their way for the fourth consecutive uh, game one. I think Arkansas is the better team uh, on paper as well as on the field based off of what we've seen. Um, some people bet analytics, some people bet what you see. And I think they, they're better in both aspects. So I think you're actually kind of stealing money by catching Arkansas at a one fifteen. Now Arkansas does have their woes. Um, they failed to show up Friday. I don't know what happened. They, they must've been partying late Thursday, um, but they, they bounced back. They win the series. It was a good series win for them. Um, I don't think that they're going to have another dud Friday like that again, or in this case, Thursday. Uh, so I think the, the minus 115 is, is not only value, but I think it's, it's theft in my opinion. And, and Hey, maybe it's, maybe it's bait. Maybe we're just kind of hook line and sink on it, but I think you have to take it because if you lose it, it is what it is. You got fooled, but if you don't take it, you look like an idiot for not taking it in my opinion. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the theory you had with Paul Skeens, you back him until he loses. And yeah. you know, there's Ole Miss is in a position where you you fade them until they prove you yeah. a reason not to. And Absolutely. right now, you know, you're they're sitting at one and eight in the SEC. Arkansas is a better team. Hunter Holland's coming out of a performance where he got absolutely shelled by Alabama. That's embarrassing. I feel like he's gonna bounce back and he's gonna bounce back strong. The minus one fifteen is probably gonna be a two unit play for me after uh after you talked me into it there. But uh Next up, we've got Stanford and Cal, and you know my disdain for the Pac-12 and Pac-12 baseball in and of itself, but I have to talk real quick about UCLA last night. Gut-wrenching. We had the dirt bags plus 140, Long Beach. Gave up two-run homer in the ninth to tie it up. They went into extra innings, ended up losing four to three, I think in 13 innings. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, but 14. Yeah, what a brutal beat. And, and you know, my whole thing with Pac-12 is I feel like it's it, – the first team to score five runs is going to win it. And Stanford here, they're playing Cal. Yeah, they're going to Berkeley. But Cal's nothing to write home about. I think Stanford kind of just asserts their Pac-12 dominance and takes the series 2-1, if not 3-0. What are your thoughts? Yeah, uh, can you pull up what – the Thursday line was, I want to say it's pretty heavy with Quinn Matthews pitching. I looked at it. I can't remember. I think it's in the twos. I think it's worth uh, kind of taking Stanford in a parlay. I think Quinn Matthews, he's got two losses, but I think he's pitched better than that. Um, Actually, Stanford's 165. I think you're, you have to take it. I think he's pitched a lot better than, than his record. I mean, he's got a sub three ERA. The problem is, is – we talked about it and you just brought it up like first to five. They're just not hitting like last year's team was a unit on the offensive side. They had so much power last year. They could literally be down four runs and then get it back within, you know, two, three swings. We're not seeing that this year. There wasn't a huge turnover in the lineup, which is kind of weird. Um, I don't know what's going on with them. <sighs> at least, at least the first night, I don't have too, too much knowledge on the pac 12. Um, I think you roll Quinn Matthews maybe a little more hesitantly than you would like a Paul Skeens or something like, I don't think he's an auto bet, but against Cal, I mean, Cal's three and nine in the pack 12 and the pack 12 is not, I mean, it's pedestrian at best. There's better mid major conferences right now, in my opinion. Um, I think you take them in that minus one sixty five. Maybe you parlay them in Arkansas 
uh, and try to get a pretty decent plus money parlay. Yeah, Stanford coming off that four game series at Oklahoma. I, I think they split the series two they and did. two. Yep, uh, which is you know, kind of embarrassing because Oklahoma to me is not very good. But it just kind of showed me more about what what kind of team Stanford is this year. I really like Matt Scott. He's their second day guy. He's got a four no record, one eight six ERA. Uh, the advanced analytics don't say he's as good as Quinn Matthews, which I would tend to agree with that just from the eyeball test. But I think Stanford definitely picks up Thursday and Friday wins. And if you're going to give me minus 165 or less on both of those, I think Stanford's going to be an auto bet for at least the first two games. Uh, next up, staying in the Pac-12, Oregon State goes to Eugene to take on the Ducks. Quack, quack. And this is kind of surprising to me that, you know, the Beavers, for all intents and purposes, have been one of those regional hosts, you know, super regional teams, Omaha team. And now you're unranked and you're going to face your rival who is ranked. Uh, I don't know when the last time Oregon was that great at baseball, but here we are. But I like I like Oregon State to figure it out and win this series. So we put out our predictions last night, and I'm I'm actually kind of sweating this one already, and we haven't even had the first pitch. This is a robbery, right? You just mentioned Oregon State is a wagon. They you know they've won back to back titles in their recent history in their program. Uh, the the super regionals typically run through Corvallis. Um, I know Oregon's ranked. I know they're having a decent year in comparison to other years, but now I'm just worried. I mean, I look at their record. I look at Oregon state, right? They're better pitching by a long shot. Offensively, they're struggling. They lost a lot of their leaders, uh, from the team last year, at least from the offensive side. But man, I look at their 18 to 10 record, five and seven in the pack 12. So they're kind of around that 500 mark. And then they have, you know, they've played a decent schedule. Do they take this series, win a robbery series, and then turn it on, right? Is this the time where Oregon State kind of wakes up and we are starting to look at them as like a super regional team again, potentially? And that's kind of what scares me when I took Oregon. Uh, I took Oregon up, you know, I want a little bit of little uh, competition on the show, but Oregon's definitely got the bats right now. I just don't know if the, if the pitching's there. Uh, like I told you off the air, there's only cer- certain teams and far few teams that can outslug you. And I don't know if Oregon can outslug Oregon State's pitching right now in a matchup. I'm not probably going to bet it from a standpoint, but if I, you know, I'm going to stick to my to my challenge, and I'll say Oregon wins a series uh, for the sake of the show. So the line I've got is Oregon State minus 120. I think with Trent Sellers versus Jay Stoffel. That's a no-brainer for me. Trent Sellers has got a 175 Sierra, which the more advanced analytics is just something I've gotten more and more into. I probably couldn't explain it to you like you're five, but uh, if you want the formula and kind of what it all means, basically, if you look at all three numbers that we post, the ERA, XFIP, Sierra, you can use them as kind of a marker to see how good a pitcher is versus how good their luck is with their infield and outfield and what they can control. So Trent Sellers, four and two record, three, seven, four ERA, but that Sierra I've just got circled. And I think if his team can step up around him, I think Oregon state definitely wins game one. And at the minus minus one twenty price, I'm, I'm going to end up making that one of my best bets. Uh, 
Um, rolling into another good pitching matchup that I think with you we'll have with the series is Miami and Virginia. Let's talk about the Virginia Cavaliers. I think they're in your backyard, so you can't bet on them. But who do you like in this one? Uh, you know, I, both teams are in, in, in different spots, right? Virginia just lost a rivalry uh, to Virginia Tech. That was humbling for them. Um, Miami's hot. Miami uh, just swept Florida State, gave Florida State their eighth loss in a row. I, I kind of think – now, I'm going to be at the Saturday game. I kind of think – UVA bounces back. I, I'm not as high on uh, on you as Miami as some people are. Um, with that being said, I don't think that they're going to be blowouts by any means. I, I just think at home, UVA is so good at Dishroom Park. You've got Kyle Teal, a true leader. You've got Jake Geloff. Um, they're one of the best hitting teams in the country. they got Brian uh, Ed, Eddington, or Ed, Edgington, however you pronounce it. Um, He's going to go Friday with Nick Parker still out. I just look at the matchup pitching wise, and I think it it weighs uh, to the favor of UVA. I'm not impressed with with Miami's starters, Zeal and Lagone. Now Lagone's done a little better than Zeal on the Fridays, um, but they can give up some hits, and I think they're playing a formidable offense in UVA who gets to come back home after a uh, a tough series. I think UVA gets it right. I think they win Friday. Now, this is a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I think they win Friday and Saturday. Um, and then Sunday is dicey. I mean, Jack O'Connor is pretty decent. He got roughed up against Virginia Tech. He just couldn't find the strike zone. I think he gets back. Um, and Alejandro Rosario is not, you know, No, he's stellar. Horrible. Yeah, 8270 RA. That may be an overplay on Sundays, which <laughs> yeah, typically I mean, are. Yeah, I told you. I told you UVA can give up some runs too. I told you to hit the overs. You know, I don't know if DraftKings really had the lines because um, I was out and about, but every game that Virginia and Virginia Tech play was an over. So they're not afraid to score runs. I think you'll see the same thing here. Um, they're definitely going to win the Friday game and the Sunday. If I had to say Miami was going to pick up a game, it probably would be Saturday, uh, but I wouldn't hold my breath on it. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Virginia sweeps Miami, to be honest. Uh, I don't think it'll happen, but I wouldn't be surprised either. So I'm seeing a line for UVA minus 175, Miami's plus 140. Again, like Quentin said, this this series begins on Friday instead of Thursday, so it's interesting to me that the line is already out. Good for us. Uh, let's wrap it up with, as far as our series predictions, with Kentucky and Georgia. We're a little opposite here, and – you know, this is this is one of those just big boy games. Show me what you are, and we can move forward. But Kentucky's busted into the top ten. The tenth rank Wildcats travel to Athens to take on the Bulldogs, and what I think will be a really good series. For anything more than just to tell us, is Kentucky legit? You know, Georgia's not a world beater, but this is going to be a series that I feel like is pretty tough for Kentucky, and it's going to show us exactly what type what type of team they are moving forward. I'm going to roll with the uh, Georgia Bulldogs. And as a Gators fan, that is a rare occurrence. I should probably go play the lottery. Uh, I just think kudos to Kentucky, right? They were the only team, and I've said it before, they beat Tennessee in a series last year, the only team to do it until the re Super Regionals. They brought a lot of that talent back, and they're playing very good baseball. And it's good for the SEC. It's good to have even the lower tier, if you, if you will, be elite, right? It makes everybody better. I just think their growth has maybe 
kind of outgrown their skin. And what I mean by that is I think I think they're growing too fast for what they should be on pace for. The SEC is is tough baseball, and I think they're they're almost blowing through it too easy right now. And there's a little humble pie sitting in the SEC waiting to uh, have a slice taken out and eaten. Georgia was supposed to be elite from the beginning. Everybody talked about they're going to be a wagon this year, and they've fallen off, just like Ole Miss. I think they're desperate. I think they're in the same spot as Ole Miss. Now, granted, Ole Miss is a reigning national champ, so take that out of the pressure. They have nothing to prove but win. And I think Georgia finally coming home against a team that probably is going to walk in thinking, man, this team's 1-8 and eight in SEC. We could probably mop the floor with them, get out and go back to Lexington. Not so fast. I think the Georgia Bulldogs take two or three. I don't have the card in front of me in terms of the pitching right now. Um, I'm, I would lie if I told you I'm an expert on the Kentucky staff and the Georgia staff, but I just have this gut feeling that Georgia is, is going to win the series. Kind of the same gut feeling that I had with Maryland last week. Now, again, I didn't think they were going to be Brody Breck, but I told you I had the, that gut feeling that, that Maryland was going to win the series and, and look what happened. So I'm going to go with my gut here and say Georgia. Yeah, so, I mean, Kentucky's got a decent lineup. Zach Lee, Tyler Buzma, and Travis Smith. These are all guys that, you know, outside of Zach Lee, who I'm assuming is the Friday guy, he's got a 291 ERA. The other ones have uh, 418 and 484. So I definitely think they're going to give up some hits against the Bulldogs. And as far as their offense, I mean, it's your typical SEC offense. You know, they've got power hitters. They've got guys that can get on base. But we'll see. We'll see. Twenty six and three is a very impressive record for Kentucky, and like you said, they may they may just be sprouting a little too soon. That uh, we'll have to see what the line is on that one. I'm not seeing one. Uh, another series that I did want to touch on: Oklahoma State is ranked number sixteen. They kind of bounced back after having a pretty piss poor showing in the opening classic there in Arlington, dropping one of three or two of three. They go to TCU who. Has I mean, they've basically just swapped places of what I thought they were after that opening weekend. Ben Abram is, is starting to figure it out. Uh, Jerron Watts-Brown, is he's kind of up there with Chris Flynn for me as, as like an auto bet. He's now throwing Saturdays. And, you know, TCU just can't figure it out. I'm seeing a line of Oklahoma State minus 120 over TCU, and I feel like I've I've got to hammer the Cowboys here. I do too. I think the first two days, Thursday, Friday, I mean, Abrams is kind of turning into auto bet. I look at Ryan Vanderhey's stats. He's getting rocked. He's got a six plus ERA. TCU's offense is kind of anemic right now as well. I think Oklahoma State's offense is starting to, to blossom, right? Rock Regio is starting to murder the ball and some other guys. And then, like you said, Jaron Watts Brown's really turning it on. We're watching this kid go from just a kind of who is he to an elite name in the game as of recent. And I think that momentum is just making him stronger. I think it's making the whole team stronger, uh, a little more cocky, kind of that team we saw last year with the blonde hair running around the bases as fast as they could. I kind of like the swagger. I think TCU's injuries as well as an anemic offense and just hit or miss pitching right now is, is going to bode terrible for this matchup. Give me Ben Abram Thursday. What would you say that line was? Minus 120. I'm going to take it. If I lose, I lose. But, again, it's one of those I, I kick myself – and he asked if I don't take that. And then I'm taking Watts Brown again. I mean, he's kind of until he, until he, you know, costs you a win, you got to roll with him, especially in this matchup. Um, I, I don't think, 
even though TCU's at home, I just don't think that they have the firepower as well as the pitching to kind of hang in what I think is a rising Oklahoma State team. I think Okie State's finally kind of finding themselves this year. Jerron Watts-Brown transfer from Long Beach, a dirt bag. That, that they used him last night in that last inning. <laughs> I'm not going to forget that for a very long time. Looking at the board, there really doesn't look like anything else that sticks out to me. I have one. Super exciting. That's what I was about to ask. What about you? I like Coastal Carolina and the Georgia Southern matchup. I, I, this is that team that I've kind of referred to as there's far and few teams that can just outslug you. There's a couple powerhouses. I think LSU, I think Florida, I think Okie State, I think even Arkansas when they're in their, their tip-top form can do that. I think Coastal Carolina is that team. I mean, we saw them go toe-to-toe with Rake Forest, right? That was some they, – they could have dropped it, and they just kept battling back, and they win that game in a tight one at home. They're at home here. They just got their asses blown out by Clemson. I think it's kind of a reality check of, hey, we got to stay in the zone. And I think Georgia Southern has a tough offense in the sense that they're just not scoring runs. Coastal Carolina is going to hit the ball. I mean, we saw it against UNC. They're playing great teams. When you look at who they play, they played NC State, Rake Force, Campbell, one of the best teams in the country, Texas State, one of the best mid-majors in the country, UNC, even Clemson for a mid-major scheduling Clemson. Like, that's still a tough team for them to play against. I think they're going to be ready for – Georgia Southern's pitching staff. And I think at the end of the day, it's kind of going to be, can Georgia Southern score runs? No, I don't think they can. Can Coastal? Yes, I do. And I think they can score more uh, than, than Georgia Southern in, in two of the three games, if not all three. So I, I like, I'm looking at the line, the Thursday night, the first lineup is going to be minus 150 Coastal. That's probably going to be one of my higher, uh, higher priority plays at home. So look for that on my card Thursday. And we've got a another a couple really good series, but I feel like they're just going to be coin flips and the prices are are priced at that. I mean, Clemson, Florida State, they're both minus 115. Oh, that's We've got a doozy. Texas A&M and Auburn, they're you know, minus 125, minus 105. They're just kind of both in the same place. Not very good, but could sneak up and beat you. But one that I want to add, Alabama minus 135. What I saw last week out of their starter, I think his name is Ben Hess. He's got some really good stuff. And Arkansas batters, in my opinion, are better than Mississippi State. And you're giving me minus 135 with the Tide coming back home after kind of – I mean, they were in a position to win that series at Arkansas, to be honest. And it kind of surprised me that they – that Arkansas pulled it out because Alabama, all three of their pitchers really did a, a very solid job. So I think Alabama takes the series. Mississippi State is just not very good this year. And until I get a reason to not bet against them, I'm going to. And from what I've seen with Bama, I feel like they're the right side here. What's your thoughts on and I'm look the Clemson Florida State, right? So so Florida State, I believe, lost 10 in a row. Mike uh I'm drawing a blank. The more I believe not the Morris family, the Martin family leaves that program. Link Jarrett goes from Notre Dame, and it's just an atrocious season. Their uh, their postseason record is literally on life support right now. I almost just out of pure like do factor, you almost think you got to take Florida State minus one fifteen at home because. I, d- I don't see him breaking this streak on the road. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it in front of their fans, in my opinion. And I don't think Clemson's that good this year. 
Like, I think you're getting a very fair matchup for maybe Florida State Thursday to finally break this streak. What's your thoughts on that? Is that a crazy bet, or, or give me your, your take? No, I mean, like you said, it, this is a doozy. I, I really <laughs> don't want any part of it unless I could get plus money on Clemson with Caden Grice throwing. That may be the only lean I have. I, that, this is a complete stay away, though, for me, just out, out of a gut instinct. I think we throw like here. a quarter of a unit on it. I think we have to just for the show. Let's see a quarter of a unit. We have to throw it on Florida State and see if we win. I think it's Florida I think it's State. What's their What's their number? Minus one fifteen. So it's not too terrible. I'm gonna let you do that. I'm <laughs> keep, trying to keep track of all these these bets that are unofficial plays because we haven't bet them yet. Obviously, yeah. the, they just came out, but. I think that about wraps up the show. We wanted to keep it as quick as possible, even though we covered about 12, 12 games. We've got a pretty great slate this weekend. And do you have anything else to add? If you're watching us, please, we're a new show, right? We always want feedback. We want to grow uh, not only as ourselves individually, but as a brand as well as we want to grow the sport. So, you know, if you listen to 11.7, you listen to the Scotch Factor on D1 Baseball, if you listen to us um, – Please let us know, is there stuff you don't like that we, we talk about? Is there stuff you wish we talked about? Please give us some feedback, whether it's Twitter, whether it's DM, uh, whether you know us personally and you want to talk to us face-to-face. Like, we're here. We're, we want to make this show better. We want to grow the game um, and win everybody money. So please, you know, if you have any feedback, any ideas, shoot us a DM or however you want to reach us, you know, reach out to us. So that's all I got. Yes, I second that. And I almost forgot a little bit of breaking news in the Arkansas Ole Miss series. The Saturday guy, which in this case it's a Friday guy, Will McIntyre, has had the flu. So Dave Van Horn said, as of right now, the starting lineup is Hunter Holland Thursday, TBA, TBA. So we will see what the Hogs roll into Oxford. Hopefully they can pick up a series win against the defending national champs. I'm Matt Grissom. At Grissom Tweets, that's my co-host Quentin Mills at Q Millie. Make sure you're following us at CBSB Insiders and visit our Patreon account at CBSBinsiders.com and YouTube at College Baseball Insiders. Thank you. Hope you enjoy the show. Make some money this weekend.